welcome back and coming to you live from the CBS Community Coil of Summerton, Philadelphia. Really a quite lovely uh, Monday morning over here. And um, we continue with Der Hashem. We are in Chelik Bey's Perik Gimel, and we're up to a new Simon, Simon Vav, Bey's Gimel Vav, Bagu. And we're in the greater topic over here of explaining why bad things happen to good people, why Yisurin can occur. And the Ramchal is giving us the full rundown of all the different approaches, all different possibilities as to why Yisurin would happen, perhaps. And we saw already a number of options. I mean, there's what we really had in Chelek Aleph. So sometimes people have Yisurin to burn off their Gehenim in this world. For a tzaddik to be able to get into Elam Habab, he has to deal with the outstanding, outstanding uh, um, counts against him. Marks on the record, and debts have to be paid off. If he has Averis on his record, he's not. It's going to prevent him from getting into Elam Habo. So that's one aspect of suffering that was really in Chelik Av. Then people sometimes suffering are suffering and face suffering because that's this is their nisayim, this is their tafkid achaim, this is what they're supposed to be doing in their lives. The suffering is in fact an opportunity for to bring out their bechira. We saw a person can can um, have. Uh, Yisur and things can, he can have setbacks because perhaps he was not using his Bechira properly. Saying, well, you're not, you're making the right choice. I'm going to make it more difficult for you to make the right choice. Um, we saw um, an idea that Yisurin can be preventative Yisurin. We want to neutralize somebody from doing something wrong, from doing something bad. We will set, send him setbacks and difficulties, hardships to prevent him from things that he shouldn't be doing. Yisurin can come as a wake-up call, we saw also. A wake-up to, to spare us and stave off greater Yisurin, greater Chas uh, sufferings. A Yid can sometimes have a more minor degree of suffering for him to stop and introspect and ask himself, why is this happening to me? And that brings us up to Vav. But just on the topic of the wake-up Yisurin, that means that the Rebbein Shalom will communicate with us. He does communicate with us. And it's very important to stop over here and dwell for a moment on that idea. Kach Baruch talks to us, he communicates with us. And how does he communicate with us? He's limited. He's limited in how he can talk to us because we don't have prophecy anymore. We don't have outright open miracles anymore. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu can't use those channels to communicate with us. He can't send us an email. He can't send us a WhatsApp. He can't send us a text. He can't send us a voice note because that breaks the rules. HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't communicate with us that way. We don't have prophecy anymore. We don't have prophets anymore. In the times of Nevoah, good. So we would get uh, a voice note from the Rebbein Shalalim or maybe a text, a text, maybe a voice call, maybe even a video call, maybe something like that in the times of prophecy. And we don't have that anymore. So for us to receive... You know, wake up in the morning, we see there's a letter signed, you know, love God on our on our pillow. That would be a direct act of nais, lamalamanateva. And the Rebani Shalaylam does not communicate with us that way anymore. Yet, HaKadosh Baruch Hu still wants to and is interested in communicating with us. He wants to send us messages. You know, messages such as, I'm rooting for you. I believe in you, or messages such as, come on, you can do better than that. You can do better than that. Those are sometimes the messages that HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends us. Messages of you can do better than that, which is the same thing as a wake-up call. So how is the Rebbeinu Shalaylam going to send us a wake-up call when 
so to speak, as it were, his hands are proverbially, proverbially tied in that he, he, he cannot and will not openly talk to us, openly communicate with us and send us open prophecy. The answer is that's Yisurin. Hashem it has to communicate to us in a way that's hidden behind a veil of teva, of natural means. Something that could look like, like, like yeah, you just had bad mazel, you had bad luck. It, it has to have a plausible explanation in the realm of Teva, something that could look like it could be conceivably natural, but yet it's Hashem hiding behind the scenes. That's how the Rebbe Yishlam communicates with us, and that's really his only means of communicating with us, being that his hands are tied, which means, again, we never know what the story is. Any time that any Yid suffers, any time that we suffer, we shouldn't know from suffering. But if something... You know, if he does experience setbacks, if we experience hardship in life, if we see things aren't working out for us, and, 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 and we have to deal suddenly with this, with that, with the other, suddenly we have to deal with things, unexpected sorrows, unexpected bumps in the road come bumping our way, the first thing you got to do is ask yourself, is this perhaps a message from God? Is the Rebbe Yishalom trying to tell me something? And maybe he is, and if he's trying to tell me something, it means... He's trying to give me a wake-up call. Shapru ma'iseichem. You know, take a step back and try to do some introspection and ask yourself if there's something that Hashem wants me to stop doing. Or if there's something that Hashem wants me to do more of. If there's something that I'm not doing at all and the Rebbe Hashem wants me to start doing something, what would that be? And let me try to look at these yesurin, the suffering that I'm receiving, and seeing how that could perhaps be a wake-up call to something else. Now, how do we do that? How do we apply that? Let's talk about how we apply that and how we don't apply that. I want to share a yesoid from my rebbeim over here. Tayyar Shabbat Pep, but such a, such, a, such a simple but a very, very, very fundamental yesoid. Very fundamental principle in understanding this. We do believe, as the Ramchal just told us, that Hashem will send us Yisurin as a wake-up call to get us to, to shake us up and shake us out of our slumber and our saparifia and to do introspection and try to perfect ourselves and improve ourselves where we need perfection. So Hashem to do that will send sometimes to get setbacks, impediments, hardships. How does the Rebbein Shalalim expect us to figure out from the hardships, you know, where it is I'm supposed to improve? I'm supposed to improve in area X, let's say. A Yid is supposed to improve in area X. He's supposed to stop doing Y. Or he's supposed to start doing more of Z. Or he's supposed to improve in X. Hashem wants him to do that. Hashem wants to send him a wake-up call. So get the point, Rebbe. Start working on your davening. Start working on your learning. Start working on your benam l'chaveiro. Start working on your appreciation of others. Start working on your generosity. Whatever it may be. How is Hashem going to send him, wake up Yisurin, to get him to realize that he has to improve over there? So what does the Eilam say? Just, there's, just like general Yisurin, this guy, you know, so they'll, they'll come and tow his car away. They'll tow my car away. Oh, obviously I'm supposed to start working on not saying Lashon Hara. Oh. Aha. Or... Or he'll lose a, a tremendous amount of money in an in invest, bad investment. Oh, I lost a lot of money. Obviously, Hashem wants me to work on what? Getting, on getting up on time for shacharis. Aha. Aha. H how is he supposed to figure this out? How is he supposed to figure out from his suffering what they're a wake-up call for? Or let's flip that around, because the real question is, who's sending this person suffering as a wake-up call? God. Who wants him to wake up? God. So if you were God... How would you send this person suffering in such a way that you're going to ensure 
as much as you can that he's going to get the point, he's going to wake up where you want him to wake up. There's so many different areas where you can wake up, and how do you make sure that he gets the point, he gets the message? You have to unfold and notice. In everything. Yeah. But what if there's one particular area where he's really, he's really shvach? One particular area where he's really lax, and that's what Hashem wants him to, you know, Hashem is disappointed. In this area, you could do be doing so much better over here. And you're learning, and you're davening, and you're how you treat other people. If you're God, that's a good thing none of us are. But if you're the Rebbeinu how would you make sure this guy's going to get a wake-up call for this particular improvement? You know what you do? You send him Yisurin in that area. You send him something as a wake-up call in that area. You send him a setback in that same area that you want him to improve in. In that same exact area. And then he stops and asks himself, why is it that, you know, the only chavrus that I had suddenly left, so the only chavrus that I have suddenly dropped me. I had one chavrus during the day, and suddenly he doesn't want to learn with me anymore. Or I came one day to learn, and I couldn't find my Gemara, and I lost a half hour of my learning time because I couldn't find my Gemara anywhere. Or I was on my way to the shear, and my car wouldn't start. Of all times, when I was on my way to the shir, my car wouldn't start. Now, that suffering, what did that suffering do? It prevented you from learning. Your chavrusa left you, or your car wouldn't start when you were going to the shir, or you couldn't find your gemara when you were on your way to a learning session. And you ask yourself, why should I, ha- why should I have a, su- a setback in this area? So again, we never know for sure. We never know for sure. It could be so many different reasons. But when we're talking about applying Yisurim, as a, the wake-up call, the alarm clock, Yisurin, the way we do it is, we, say, we ask ourselves, is it possible that Hashem is sending me these setbacks and sufferings as a way of waking me up to something? And if it would be that type of suffering, what would He be waking me up to? He would be waking me up to something in this specific area because that's how God is going to communicate with me. So maybe the reason why my chavrusa doesn't want to learn with me anymore, maybe I have to improve my learning. Maybe I'm not learning. Maybe I'm not using enough time of my day to learn. Or maybe the reason why I couldn't make it on time this year today is because I have to be appreciating my learning time more. I couldn't find my gemara because I have to be appreciating my learning time more, etc. And it's like that in any situation. In any situation. I was misinformed what time davening was going to be. So I came, I showed up, and I, boom, I missed the minion. I missed the minion. Now it wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault. Someone told me that Meyer was 10 o'clock. I showed up at 10 o'clock. Oh, it turned out Meyer was really 9 o'clock. I missed Meyer with the minion. I feel so bad. I feel terrible. Now, why should that have happened? I didn't ask for that. That's suffering. That's Yisurin. I showed up the wrong time. I, I, I showed up an hour late. I didn't have it with the minion. It's not my fault. That's, but, but, but it still happened. It's still a setback. It's still, it's still Yisurin. I ask myself, why would Hashem have this happen to me? Maybe I'm not davening properly. Maybe I'm not taking, taking my davening seriously enough. And it's always like that, Rabbi Yisai. If we're going to be given, wake up Yisurim from Shemaim, it's always going to come in the area where Hashem wants me to improve, and that's how Hashem is communicating with me. Everybody got that? And yet, what do we tend to do? Somebody, what's the first thing people do, usually? The first thing people do when Chasr Shalom, there's, there's uh, you know, something terrible happens. No, no one here should have to, no, none of us should have to know from anything terrible or tragic. But Rahman al-Islan, somebody, you know, has something very awful, very tragic happens. There's a fire, they have a fire, or again, like their car gets stolen or whatever. Something awful and terrible happens. 
people's tendency usually is to do what? Go and check their mezuzahs. <laughs> Let's check yeah. the mezuzahs. Yeah. Let's check the mezuzahs. Oh, there's a problem with the mezuzahs. Ah, the mezuzahs did something wrong. No. There's no greater act of apicarsis, of putting your head in the sand, of running away from the Ramchal, running away from the Rebbein Shalalim, than running to check the mezuzahs. The mezuzahs are shouldered. That's how the Rebbein Shalom communicates us, is through the mezuzah. The mezuzah did something wrong. What did the mezuzah do wrong? We have a Ramchal telling us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends us Yisurin, sends us setbacks, Chas Hashem can sometimes send a Yitz suffering to wake him up! To wake him up. Wake him up to what? Oh, you know, maybe you should check your mezuzah. I'm going to burn your house down so you remember to check your mezuzahs. I'm going to have your car stolen so you remember to check your mezuzahs. I'm going to have, you know, you're going to, going to have you break a leg, break a limb. Something awful is going to happen to you. Why? Oh, because you forgot to check your mezuzahs. That's what I want. There's no greater act of ignorance, of, of, of again, of just, of, of amaratsis, amaratsis, than this, 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 this tendency, this, 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 almost this thrill to run and check the mezuzahs. That's what the Rebbeim wants. Again, what did the mezuzahs do wrong? Mezuzahs did something wrong. Yeah, the mezuzahs are great. They didn't do anything wrong. Mezuzahs are what's getting into the Haba. The mezuzahs are what gets Hashkocha Pratis. The mezuzahs are what the Rebbeim is looking and making Cheshbaitis and Shemayim about. No! Kashmach is talking to you. He's talking to you. He's not talking to your mezuzahs. So before I... Listen, there are halachas about checking mezuzahs. It doesn't say anywhere that the moment something tragic happens, the moment something bad happens, the moment something awful happens, oh, Rabbi, let's go check the mezuzahs. Mapitom. Where'd that come from? Mamish, no, no. It's not what it says in the halacha. Check, you know, you check your mezuzahs twice every seven years and also when, when something bad happens. No. When something bad happens, Ramchal tells us what to do. Cheshwan and Efesh. Introspection. Make, 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 make a, a little bit of a din of a in that area, in that exact area. And so, new Chazashom, they towed this kid's car. Maybe, I, maybe I'm not using my car for the right reasons. Maybe I could be giving people more rides. Maybe when I'm in Lakewood, I could ask, does anyone need anything from Lakewood? I should be using my car for more Chesed. Maybe that's why the car was taken away from me. Maybe, maybe. No, let's go check the mezuzahs. It's the mezuzahs' fault. The mezuzahs' fault. Rabbi Yisai. Rabbi Yisai. This is... Uh... I don't. I think apicursus is too complimentary. It's not apicursus. It's amaratsis. To be an apicursus, at least you have to be a little sophisticated, right? Be an apicursus. It's amaratsis. It's amaratsis. Balabatish. Okay, that wraps up Yisurin Lehaar of of Hey. Now let's do let's do Vav over here. Let's move on and see Vav. Okay, we'll send this out as a separate as a separate recording. It's really two separate uh, topics. We'll go on and see Hey.